Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Matthew Talks podcast, where we talk about inspiring stories, give practical advice, and a community of support for entrepreneurs. Well, welcome to the Matthew Talks Podcast. My name is Matthew Heaton, your host, and today I have the honor of welcoming Mr. Howard Jackson. Howard, thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate the opportunity, my friend. Yeah, so really excited. Uh, what I would love to do is just give you a, a couple minutes, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what's your favorite color, <laughs> dive in. All right, well, I'm Howard Jackson. I'm with Waco Shepherd's Heart Food Pantry, the largest faith-based food bank in Central Texas, and we've kind of grown to that in the last two to three years uh, with different events that have happened in our country, in our world, and kind of feel like it's for such a time as this. Mm. Uh, I never expected to be uh, a missionary from this kind of platform, yeah. but I'm really enjoying it at this point. Okay, so now Brick, kind of give us some perspective of uh, the Shepherd's Heart Food Pantry. What does that consist of? What does that look like? What's a kind of a day in the life of Howard Jackson? And kind of give us a little bit more of like what what it is that it accomplishes. Well, if if I give you the day, uh, day in the life of Howard Jackson <laughs> at the food pantry, you wonder what in the world did they do with food? Because he's he's the CFO. He crunches numbers and and all. But a typical day, uh, we have a number of volunteers that come and help repackage reclaimed foods mm -hmm. or, or bulk foods. We get a lot of our produce in 50-pound bags and or uh, in large bins that need to be uh, repackaged for distribution to individual families. The bottom line, what we do is we give groceries away to families. Mm -hmm. And gro by groceries, I mean canned goods, dry goods, mm -hmm. beans and rice, what, what you might expect. But we also give away a lot of fresh produce, uh, squash, uh, tomatoes, carrots, onions, potatoes, things that are very healthy. Uh, we give away uh, bread. Uh, we get a lot of bread from Panera Bread. Sure. And then also from H-E-B, Walmart, Target, Aldi, mm. uh, all have... Um, are part of the 
the donation of foods that are still good, but they're past their shelf life, but not past their good life. Mm. And so a lot of fresh foods that you know, just have to be packaged for uh, uh, be packaged for family servings. And then we also work with uh, a couple of large food banks where we get our, our fresh produce and, and frozen meats. We, we give away meat. So there's a full uh, shopping cart of groceries that each family gets when they come through one of our mobile distributions. Okay, so it sounds like there's a lot of community involvement in that one, and two, a lot of working parts to keep these things really, I guess, connected and working properly, or you may say oil in the in the cogs to keep everything running smoothly. Both of those are very, very correct. We We rely on, first of all, the generosity of God, God so loved, he gave. And that's, uh, we start from the, the standpoint of there's a lot in Waco. There's a, a provision is there. And there are a lot of uh, people that are, are very generous. Waco is a very generous community. And because of that, we can take that generosity and bring it to the need. Yeah, We do that with a lot of volunteer help. Volunteer time is, is probably the most valuable asset that we work with groups that come and, and help to to repackage that food in, in our distribution center or who meet us at one of the mobile distribution sites all around town. We have 18, 19 different sites right wow. now where we set up for a couple hours in the afternoon, uh, have a pick line, people come through and and get their groceries. And, and it's the volunteers with churches or with the schools or with uh, other organizations that um, provide the volunteers that give the groceries. So, well, yeah, it's it's a, a lot of moving parts, a lot of opportunity to be involved, but it all comes out of the heart of people that love God, mm. love Waco, and, and want to see Waco better. In essence, they want to give back and support the community and sow back into the people that are part of it so that way it can grow and continue to become what it is. You know, there was a, a line from a movie, Pay It Forward, mm. uh, that I like better than giving back. Giving back, is there. there is a lot of that. There are those that have come through, and, and the Lord moves them forward, and they're able to give back to the community that, that gave to them. But more than that, it's, it's really coming from, that again, that place of a surplus that we're giving forward rather than trying to meet a need. Mm, we're, we're just expressing the heart of God. Yeah. And in the, in the expression of the heart of God, needs get met. Yeah. And, and so it's, there's, there's nothing owed. There's nothing, there's no strings attached. There's, there's nothing to really pay back. It's in general, genuinely, if someone receives what's given, that's really the fastest way forward. Mm, that's so good. I love how you said that just the generosity piece really comes back to the start of that, where it's like, I just want to give. And I think we've run into this in society or culture now. It's, oh, I just want to receive. I just want to receive. just want to receive. What's for, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? And not taking that, that lens or, you know, just trying to look past that and say, what can I give to – I beautifully explained – pay it forward. I mean, you see those videos where people are in the drive through where it's like, Hey, I'm paying for the next five yeah. meals, like what, you know, whatever. But it's just that heart to really, and this would also I think tie into servant leadership 
Because when you're serving, you're thinking about others. You're not thinking about yourself. A- absolutely. You know, the, um, the best businesses and the most successful businesses operate on this kind of model. Maybe they use different language for it. But uh, I will just stick with the term generosity. When, mm-hmm. when we're generous with our time, we're generous with our efforts, we're generous with our praise, we're creating an environment mm-hmm. that's much more productive than one of entitlement. Where's mine? Where's, you know, I, I'm looking out for me. Well, if I'm looking out for me and everybody's looking out for me, where's it going to come from? But if everybody's giving, then it, it is going to come back. Um, maybe one of the most successful businesses uh, in our country and best example is Chick-fil-A. You can't outgive them. They mm-hmm. are a very generous yep. company from the you know from the very foundation at the corporate level and right in the drive-through. There's everything is about the pleasure of giving, the pleasure of serving, and uh, you you have to really be a louse to drive out of there and, and complain because <laughs> you've been blessed. <laughs> I mean, it's so true. It's like when you think about it. Uh, every time I go, it's like I say thank you. I already know what to expect. You already have that heart of like, okay, it's it's like that's what brings some people back, you know. Well, look at the lines around every place. It doesn't matter where it is. It could be in mm-hmm. in right. tiny town Texas. Yep. The only fast food restaurant in the in the whole town may, would be a Chick Fil A, and the line would be wrapped around it because yeah. there there is the expectation of an environment. And that's what draws us. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's, that's something that is a first-world reality. We, we like to control our environment. Mm. We have thermostats on our wall. We have, uh, <laughs> you know, we have light switches where they're convenient. And we wow. place lights and lamps. And you, we take a space and fill it up uh, instead of just living with what's there. Mm. So we've, we've created, we've changed environments for purposes. Well, and it's almost as if we've gotten uh, standardized in a way to just our environments of, what was it, convenience. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can do this, and I can do that, and I can do this, and, oh, I can just go make me something on the stove because I can turn it on. That's so simple, yet it's also like you would, you wouldn't, you'd take that for granted. It's very easy. I'm going to have a cup of soup. Okay. Yeah. You throw it in the microwave or heat it up on the stove. <laughs> I don't have to, to gather the vegetables. I don't have to uh, cut, clean, and wash. I yeah. don't have to go to the well to draw the water. don't have to build the fire to cook it on. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think a lot of this, stem, like co- this is just in my head, I'm thinking you know, the people and the families that you're giving this food to, they may not have power. They may not have that environment of convenience that, you know, we all have to some degree, but this is where the Shepherd's Heart Food Pantry really comes in. I think that would be a part of the heart of why you guys do what you do. A- absolutely. Another g- group of people that that uh, fits are homebound seniors mm. that are on fixed incomes. They m- may not have a whole lot of storage space. They may not have um, a lot, may not even have a stove. Maybe they sure. may just have a microwave. And so we're, we're conscious even of, of what we give 
not only the the style of container that it comes in, is it easy open, yeah. uh, and all, mm. also with our seniors, we deliver to homebound seniors twice a month. We do it twice so that they still get a good volume of groceries, but we don't overwhelm them. Right. Again, because of storage space. And we're also conscious of maybe some of their dietary needs, uh, lower sodium foods to help with mm. uh, diabetic conditions or things uh, so that they can properly take medications uh, with with food. Right. And it's not a, it's not a hardship. Wow. So I mean, it really paints a bigger picture than just like, okay, we're a food pantry, we have food. No, there's there's layers upon layers upon layers of how this affects different age groups, demographics, and just in general community. So I think, you know, in my perspective, I've known you for a good while now. Um, you know, as a community leader, that's what I view as, as just the impact that you're making within the community because you're helping the local community. What are some things that you have found that are pretty important within being a part of that community, but then also making yourself, I guess you could say, be connected to the community of knowing those needs? How is that? You know, really, that's that's another beautiful part of partnership mm-hmm. uh, and having um, multiple sets of eyes on, on something. You know, in the book of Revelation, you, know, you get a lot of wild pictures and mm-hmm. and uh, one of the wild pictures is a creature that's full of eyes well uh, if you get a room full of people that room becomes a creature becomes one if they're around one purpose and you say for us it would be around the purpose of feeding families and you get 10 people in there you got 20 eyes and so we are a group mm-hmm. now a creature full of eyes and each of those eyes sees something different. Mm. You you take that out farther to a community that's, uh, you know, there are places of town I'll never go. But as soon as I hear from someone, hey, have you considered making a distribution at such and such intersection? Or do you know about so-and-so that lives at such and such, and such address? How could I know? You right. Know? But now I do. And because I know someone else's eyes has communicated, now we can we can do that. So again, having that that larger sense that we're a part of something mm. that's larger than ourselves, that generosity expresses itself. And more than it, it's, generosity is, isn't just I give you something. Right. It's it's the expression, of, the full expression of who we are, as creating the image of God. Mm. And we are creating his image. Yes. And our best expression of God is the full expression of ourself giving back to the to the world that we live in. For the mechanic, it's being the best mechanic. For uh, for the doctor, it's being the best doctor. For a, a kid that's uh, 15 years old, it's being the best student and best teammate. All of these things that uh, generosity makes us better people and when we're being better then we're also asking others to bring their best and when others bring their best excellence comes forth Mm. one of my favorite movies is um remember the titans and uh great movie it's a great movie little uh tidbit of history and and uh interesting factoid uh the coach coach boone 
came from a town I lived in, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Oh, wow. uh, he was there first uh, before he went to Virginia. And so uh, at a chamber event in 2004 or five, uh, sometime, you know, another lifetime ago, <laughs> another, another, another place, uh, he came to um, he came to Rocky Mount as uh, and, and I got to meet him. Man, what a what a great thing that was! But there again is a here's a generous man mm. given what he has. Um, but back to the movie. There's a scene where at, at the end they're uh, they're getting beat, and uh, one of the young men, Julius, recognizes that he's not perfect. He says, "I'm not saying I'm perfect." But this team, what we've done together is perfect. We haven't lost. Everyone has their ups and has their downs there. Mm -hmm. The time when, when things are going well, when things are not. But when we're together and, and focused on building towards uh, a goal, towards a success, and you know, success is one of those elusive things to try to define. But if everyone is receiving because everyone's giving, I'd say that's a pretty good definition of success. And that team was perfect. And that was in response to uh, the coach that demanded perfection of them, mm -hmm. saying, well, you know, boys, I'm, I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm. And uh, no matter the outcome of this game, he says, wait, wait, wait just a minute. You demanded something higher than that. And, you know, we, we look at often the, the demands of God on our life and say, oh, I can never be perfect. Well, I can't be by myself. I can only be perfect as I give myself fully to the community I'm a part of. I think that's so that's powerful because you, you've tapped on a couple of different things that I love that I'll go deeper into is one is teamwork. You know, you always hear this phrase, teamwork makes the dream work, right? Uh, and I love that phrase because I love being yeah. a part of a team, especially a team that wins. Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. doesn't want to be a part of the winning team? That's right. However, you like you said, you could define success in either way. If you're on the losing team, you could say, "Hey, well, at least we were successful in these areas, not overall." But you, I mean, we can go on for days or hours talking about yeah. what success is. But to get to the point of what I'm trying to say is, is that even if we take and posture our heart with, okay, even if I'm on the losing team or the winning team, each of those present different options of how we're, we, uh, as believers, or you know. We identify as, uh, you know, I love Jesus. Okay, great. If I say that, then it's like I want to be a part of a team, but then I have these two roads ahead of me. If I win, then I'm, I'm going to celebrate. Yeah, I did it. But there's still there's still things in there that you didn't do that great. That's exactly right. Even on the losing team, you know, that's even it's that's a little bit more of a of a place where, man, this hurts. I'm there's some pain there because I lost, but there's also a lot you can learn in that as well. So each path presents its own opportunity for you as a team player to adjust and to grow and to learn and to take a step back and say, okay, what can I take out of this, this moment and this opportunity that I had and gain from it in a way? Right. And that's what really intrigued me by what you said. You reminded me, I think it was uh, Thomas Edison. Someone asked him one time, well, how did it feel to, to fail a hundred over a hundred times um, to make a light bulb, he says, "Oh man, 
I found a hundred <laughs> things that didn't work trying to find the perfect element for light. I found a hundred things that didn't work. Wow. And and so he tried a hundred things, mm. but that, that drive for success. I mean, look, look what we're, look where we sit now. Yep. Uh-huh. And you know, there, there's so many things like that. And, and it has more to do with attitude mm. really than it does with, with knowledge. Sometimes it just takes enough crazy to to try something one more time, yep. to, or to you know, to look at something, and go, "What if I did this?" And wow, look, there it is. Yeah, and then uh, it just takes off from there. And it's so it's so cool because the way you express that with the light bulb, it's you know, for somebody to try something a hundred times, you have to believe in what you're doing. One. Two, you have to be okay with it not working, and you have to have patience with yourself to be able to continue to say, "Okay, what am I? What is what's not working?" And so it's a constant state of I'm learning and teaching myself how to grow in this moment, and not abandoning yourself to say, "Oh, I just can't figure it out. I'm throwing in the tower. I'm going to jump off ship because this is too hard and too difficult." But yet, it's the difficulty is what's re- what refines us in a way. And then that, after being refined, defines you as like, okay, I'm a problem solver. I can figure this out. Attitude. Yeah. It comes back to your mentality of, okay, how am I going to tackle these problems in front of me or opportunities, however you approach them, that in turn will dictate your whole response to a situation, a moment, a friend, whatever it may be, it, I think it can be applied across the entire board. Absolutely. There, there's not a place it doesn't fit. Yeah. Wow. So that's really good. So I would love to dive into some of the challenges of, you know, the Shepherd's Heart Food Pantry. What are some challenges that you faced over, the, you know, your your tenure there? What are some things that you would say, okay, have been just a challenge. I think one of the greatest challenges is the the need of hunger in and of itself. It's not something that comes with uh, necessarily uh, visible symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to church on Sunday and sit on the same row as someone who's maybe struggling with hunger mm-hmm. that um, we don't know it, uh, and they're not going to say. No. Uh, it's also, um, again, there's not a a large symptom until it really gets you know, out of hand. Then you, know, you see someone that's emaciated. Where do you see that in our country? Right. And so uh, that's that's one of the the greatest things is recognizing that in. And it's not so much recognizing who's hungry. It's just acknowledging and accepting, okay, I'm not going to be able to see it, but I can do something about mm. something that I can't see. And how do we do that? Well, believing someone else's eyes, trusting someone else's ears, that there there is an issue, there is a problem here. Well, it doesn't affect me. Oh, yes, it does. Mm. Yes, it does. Let's talk about it in the classroom. You have a straight-A student that you feed perfectly well. Their classmate doesn't have that same opportunity to eat, and they show up in class, and they're hungry, their stomach's growling. It's a distraction. Mm -hmm. That's on the light end. Maybe they're a little bit grouchy. 
mm. and they disrupt the class, who's who's losing? Everyone in the room loses. Yeah, and, and so, and then we say, how oh, they they've just got a bad attitude. Well, why do they have the bad attitude? It, yeah, exactly. And instead, we were so quick to jump at symptoms mm. instead of saying, well, is there a simple cause? You know, Snickers has the, a brilliant ad campaign. You don't think right when you're hungry. <laughs> you know? And they've created a, a whole new word, being hangry. Yeah. You know? And who hasn't been there? Right. I remember one, uh, one year, it was um, late spring, month of May, in North Carolina, it's not supposed to get really hot until June, but uh, it got hot early mm. this, this one particular year. And I just kind of had a rule that we don't turn on the air conditioner until June when it really gets hot. And the longer we went, the crabbier we got. And finally, you know, I, I just turned on the air conditioner. You know, after, yeah. you know, after so much, <laughs> after a couple of days, and and I wasn't turning it on to fix the problem. Sure, but when I turned it on and everybody relaxed, the whole environment changed. Mm. Not just the the temperature in the room, which was an environment change, which we've already talked about, but the real issue that was manifesting itself in crabbiness and and bad attitudes towards one another was instantly fixed by just getting cool. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the most effective thing you can do is take a nap. Yep. Eat, eat a snack. And, and so um, not to oversimplify at the same time, maybe we've overcomplicated trying to fix problems, uh, trying to fix symptoms that aren't really problems or they are what they are just symptoms mm. and so coming back to just acknowledging okay there is a problem with hunger there is a problem with poverty there is a problem and yeah they could looking at them they could become really big and daunting but then you realize you know i can't fix the whole thing but i can do this right i, I can do this part and so the the biggest challenge is is getting that attention, is um, connecting the provision that may be distracted with the need. Yeah. It's, you know, going back to the, like, just overall you need is, need is the, need of hunger is the biggest need and biggest challenge because it faces opportunity distractions and all this stuff. You know, I can actually, like, that makes so much sense whenever, if you are in a room, you hear somebody growl or vice versa you would never think to even as simple as it would be do they have they had something to eat today yeah do, do you need a snack and just approaching it in that way of we've gotten into this mentality of uh everybody's an inconvenience to you because of what you're trying to do yeah so if i'm in class and like can you just like step outside or Keep something noises to yourself yeah it's like, and, it, and it's sad that it's gotten to that that mindset of, okay, if we're doing something, you know, it's like, oh, you're interrupting this instead of like flipping. And it's all goes back to attitude and how we perceive yeah. perception. You know, we talked about something earlier about, uh, 
eyes, how many eyes people have in the room, right? I've always heard the term a little bit differently in the sense of uh, altitudes. Somebody that's on the ground is going to see something totally different than somebody that's up 30,000 feet in the air. Yeah. And so having those different levels of perception of, okay, hey, what do you see in different angles? Because I'm viewing yeah. life through a different scope than you are right now. And within that, there's opportunity to gain wisdom, to gain uh ideas and expertise and just experience overall from every walk of life. And, and that's so well said because that is our scope. No one else has my history or has my particular uh, perspective that's shaped by the years I've been on this planet, the family I grew up in, the the culture that I'm a part of, the cartoons I watched on TV, you know, so many things that have been a part of shaping who I am. Mm. No one else has that but me. So am I a unique specimen to be put on a shelf or a pedestal? No, I'm, I'm a part of a, a puzzle. I'm a, I'm a part of something greater. Uh, and being lost in the big picture isn't being lost. It's really fulfillment. Come on. And, and it's sometimes it's just remembering those little things that that the greatest fulfillment is really being a part of something bigger yep. than, than myself. Yep. Going back to the light bulb. Back to the light bulb and back to the team. Yep. You know, yeah, well, national championship team, everyone gets a gets a ring. Yep. And everyone's important. Mm -hmm. Whether you play in, in a game or not, Yep, being there, being there for your team, being there with your team, being there with with your potential if it's needed. Right. If it's not needed, it's not that your potential no. is wasted. Mm -mm. It just means that it's for another season. Yep. You know, it's um, – I love Baylor basketball. Hate that they lost yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, and so proud of young man everyday John, and how to get that that nickname, and he just showed up every day. Yep, and suffered such a tremendous injury mm. last year, and has worked really hard and and to be back. Now, was he what what he, was what he was last year? No. But he's not what he was six months ago. Mm. And he couldn't be where he is today if he wasn't you know, wasn't pressing in to that potential to be back. And he's still not back to where, where he's going to be. And so you can talk about what's not or you can see what is. Yeah. And, a, again, it's just a matter of perspective. And, and the value of that. There, there's value in seeing potential and recognizing, okay, maybe that's not for today. But that's all right. It's still here and it's still part of my team. That's, that's so rich because as you're saying that, I think of just everybody that's like, oh, it's my turn next. It's my turn next. My turn next. I want to be in the spotlight. Yeah. I want to be, I want to be the one that makes, and there's nothing wrong with that. That just means you have, you know, you want to be a part, you're looking for fulfillment. You want to play your role. You want to utilize the talents that you have, but there's also fulfillment in knowing that the people who are ahead of you fulfilled 
their part in their seat, in their timing. And this yeah. it all goes, I believe, back to the timing of the Lord yeah. and how he uh, specifically lines you up. If you're in in alignment with what he is doing in you and you're seeking and you're following his voice and his heart, go coming back to the heart here, then I truly believe that that's where you would find true fulfillment. Because when you know you've arrived is whenever you can look at somebody like, wow, Howard has fulfillment in his life because he's accomplishing in what it is that he found fulfilling to him through what he believes the Lord has led him to do. Let me give you another example of that. Uh, while we're on the semi on the subject of mm-hmm. basketball, you remember when Baylor did win the championship, their theme for the year was joy. Mm. And uh, those guys played together and played well. Well, last night I heard um, an interview with Coach Tang, who's was a part of the 2021 national championship team with Coach Drew and really pouring into the lives of young men. Now there's two coaches creating an environment to play in at the NCAA level. You say, oh, man, that's just taking too long. Well, sometimes it takes a while to build a culture, and you've got to – you got to have that determination. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was so refreshing and encouraging to me to hear Coach Tang repeating the same thing, not because it's a, a method, not because it's a, 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 a theory, and not because it's a, a, a practice, even though it's all of those. Right. It's, a, it's a conviction and a realization of – this is this is how you make something real, so that when we win, it's not just a moment and gone, yeah. but it's a win that propels us on to the next battle, to the next opportunity, to the next challenge, um, to the next teammate, to the next team, to the next coach, to the next um, you know, equipment manager. All all of those things, you know, we're we're building, you know, while we're accomplishing in the moment we're also building for our next one which is going to require more of us absolutely and we don't know what that is until we get there yep and we can look back and be be grateful and if we are grateful then we're going to be that much more prepared for the challenge that's Mm -hmm. that's come next that's bigger and and worse but the bigger the the challenge the greater the victory absolutely and it it kind of goes to show as well how you, man, this really just comes back to what we've been saying this whole time. But in that that situation, it's taking what season or what obstacle you're facing in the moment and recognizing this preparation for what is to come. And I think we've, we go through this, I mean, as kids, you know, you fall down, you scrape your knee. Oh, my knee, ouch. Well, what did you learn from that? You learned, like, okay, I need to be better at keeping my balance. And then you get better as you progress through those moments that may have caused some pain or, you know, turmoil, whatever, then you, you're able to look at those and change your perspective and your mindset to say, okay, I could either choose to believe one or two things here. One is, is that, wow, I've got a, I've got a great opportunity. I've learned something I can equip myself for next, or, oh, I'm just not going to, I missed it, man. I don't think I'm going to get there. And it hinders you. It literally can wipe out your feet from underneath you and keep you from moving forward. Since we've gone there, let me let me take the other side of that because sometimes 
uh, the most positive message we can get is uh, you really can't do that. You know, at my stretched out self of 5'11", I never had a career in the NBA. And I could have pushed and pressed and tried hard, but, you know, I j- you know that's <laughs> right. j- you know, the greatest favor anyone can tell me, no matter how high my hopes are, how much effort I put in. You know, son, there's something better for you. Now, because you don't reach that dream doesn't mean that your dream's not legitimate. Your dream's legitimate. But you also have to look at the tools you got. Look at look at what you do have. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, generosity can be bringing a, a hard message or bringing a, 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 a hard reality that, you know what, you may not ever get that, but look what you do have. You you won't ever make it in the NBA, but look what you can do behind a computer screen. Now, maybe that turns around and works back into the NBA where you can throw up graphics and, and keep stat. There, there's some, you know, just a slight yeah. just of perspective and attitude is also what turns negatives into into positives or you know, really it takes a, a positive and, and a negative to have light. That's so true. And it, it's the experience that bridges those two that either illuminates or burns out. Mm. Mm, that's good. Um, I'm going to keep moving forward here. So, you know, biggest challenge is just the need of hunger overall, just kind of recapping a few things and how uh, fulfillment in that, I just, I'm putting these in a line because of, uh, there's something I want to target here. Um, at, like in that instance, it's okay. Oh man, I want to be in the NBA. Well, maybe it's not as the you know star basketball player, but maybe it's the lead director of doing graphics, right? But the only way we can get there is if we stay true and discipline ourselves to put in the hundred reps. Yeah. To try, like, to practice, to yeah. hone our craft, to understand the elements of what it takes to put together this light bulb moment right. or you know, career uh, in a way. You have to have the experience from these different backgrounds of, oh, I did this, I did that, and I did this, and these all have accumulated into this moment where that light bulb goes, bing, yeah. and then it's like, oh, I didn't know that that's what it was going to take to get here, but now the light's on, and now it's going to help so many people or vice versa. And, and that's, I'm, I'm glad you went there because the, the goal of the light bulb isn't to come on. The goal of the light bulb is to illuminate what's already there that hasn't <laughs> been seen. And, and so, again, accomplishing a goal as great as they are is, is about seeing what that accomplishment illuminates. What what is it? What does it brighten up? What does it open up next? Um, and and so that's you know, constantly living in the expectation of opportunity. And and I guess that would be um, my overall goal as a missionary that does QuickBooks at a food pantry 
is not to be uh, sequestered in my uh, 12 by 12 box of an office mm -hmm. crunching right. numbers, but to embrace that part so that when when the numbers are saying something, I can look and go, okay, here's here's where we can go here's what's here's what's next and and to bring realize that that part can we we do what's necessary in order to do what we want right and to really get what we want and ultimately that's what we're doing with at shepherd's heart you know we're not trying to eradicate poverty eradicate hunger eradicate that's not our goal certainly that's what we we want to see that happen but that's not what we aim for we can never do that we can never eradicate poverty we can never eradicate hunger but what we can do is we can be faithful to give what we have we can give away the love of god we can give away groceries we can do that, and we can we can give them away till they're gone, and then get more. We can we can do that. You can never exhaust giving. Mm. There's there's always something else to give, um, but at some point you can't hold anymore. Yeah. So getting has a you know, there's an end to that. There is, and even to the extent of even if you got everything you want, you're always gonna want something else yeah whether you're going to use what you got in the first place or it's just going to go to waste four things never say enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow eyes never say that's I, i've had enough seeing okay right nope mm -mm, the constantly ears, the ears never get have enough get filled up from hearing that's so good i you know this is really encouraging because it's going to set us up really nicely with what's coming next and what i would like to invite you to do is uh, from the perspective of being involved in the community and with what we've kind of talked about here, um, what would you, what would be an ask or what would, how would you encourage the community or build the community of say, Hey, you know, this is where this would be something that would be super helpful, meaningful, or how to be involved in a way. I'm glad you asked that because really one of my favorite things to do is this kind of conversation. I would love to have this conversation with business leaders because some of their best potential is possibly sitting there. Maybe they, they need encouragement. Mm -hmm. there, there are a lot of CEOs, there are a lot of frustrated uh, executives that are burned out. They've, they've kind of hit the top of their, their world as far as they know, and and. It's in that that point where destruction also has the opportunity, decay, and, and things that uh, can break down our society. I, I want to get into those in, in, in those places and encourage. Mm. Uh, so business leaders, um, community leaders, community organizations, um, reminding the value of what they bring to the community, mm. but, you know, We've gotten really good in the last couple, three years of thanking um, our health care providers, of thanking our first responders. And that's a good thing. 
because they're very necessary. But, you know, in that, that thank the reason for that is, again, reestablishing the value of our community. What, what is the value of our community? Is it the size of our structures or is it the people that fills them up? And if we're ever building people in, in whatever level we're in, that's then then we're we're fulfilling our purpose. Mm. I love to meet with people. I love to encourage them in what they're doing. Um, Jesus uh, said, "No man, after putting his hand to a plow and looking ba- back, is fit for the kingdom of God." Well, that's not a slam for looking back. It's an encouragement to keep looking ahead. You know that if you put your hand to a plow. You know, there's there's purpose, there's value in it, mm-hmm. and what causes a look back is, man, it, am I really? It, this, is this making a difference? Am I making a di- do, Does my life matter? Mm. And that we we were created to matter. You know, when is a glove most like a glove? It fulfills its purpose only when the hand's in it. Mm-hmm. It's made in the image of a hand. It's designed for a job, but its fulfillment is when the hand's in it. We have our gifts. We have our talents, but we were created in the image of God to be filled up by him. And our lives are most fulfilled when they're filled up by him. Not just, okay, I'm full. Now let me sit here and be full. But why are we full? Right. To fulfill. Mm. And so that's that's a long answer to your short question. Oh, no, that's great. But I there there's so much to give in this community, and I just like to give. Amen. So, wh- do you have any resources or anything that you would share uh, for the community? Like, hey, check these things out. Uh, I'm glad you asked that too. Yes, we have a. a our website is www.shepherdsheartpantry.org. And from there, we've got uh, links to our Facebook page. And um, we have, I guess, two Facebook pages, one for the pantry and then one for our resale shop. We didn't even touch on that. But, you know, we collect things that have no more use in one home but have mm. uh, value to someone else. And those items that are sold in our resale shop uh, pay the salaries for everyone that, that we have employed so that donations for food, 100% goes out for food. So there's uh, the, the Facebook pages. Then there's our Instagram. There's our YouTube channel. I invite you to, to go and check out our YouTube channel, Shepherd's Heart Pantry or Shepherd's Heart Food Pantry. Uh, and look at some of our videos. There's some great stories there, great stories of of generosity of time, and you also get a perspective of, of the value of all the different things that we do, whether it's toys at Christmas, groceries to seniors, or pantries in our school systems. Uh, we address a whole lot more than just putting food on the table or in a pantry. We're, we're meeting people and making better people, which makes a better wake up. 
Come on. Well, we're all for that. Well, I want to say thank you for uh, jumping on the Matthew Talks podcast and being a guest and appreciate you giving your time. Absolutely, my friend. I appreciate you doing this, and I I look forward to, to hearing and seeing all that, that you accomplish as you continue to, to share and talk. Thank you so much, Howard. Thank you guys for jumping in for another episode of Matthew Talks Podcast. We'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us for the Matthew Talks Podcast. Uh, I want to encourage you to make sure that you don't forget to subscribe to our Facebook, our Instagram, or YouTube channel at Official Matthew Talks. And you can also find our website at MatthewTalks.com. And then don't forget to subscribe on any platform where you listen to your podcast so you can stay up to date. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.